0: this is it I'm a Pot Star, not a doctor, with Cuff Daddy featuring American Pharaoh because it's really his show? Is that what it is? I'm confused. Or is it like featuring Bobby Digital and this other dude, American Pharaoh, comes on from time to time and shoots some shit? But it's Cuff Daddy's show, we know that.
1: Yeah. It's like yeah. the Let's Jackson go. 5 right now. Just think of me as Michael Jackson.
0: And I'm Tito. <laughs> yeah.
1: Perfect. You know, later on I might do some solo albums, that's all. But that's we're cool. still together. That's we're cool. still Jacksons.
0: It, it the shit will work out.
1: <laughs> we'll still
0: <laughs> no, love each guy. other. Hey, remember the the guy from Wham! with uh, George Michael, the other guy?
1: No, no, who exactly. no, is that guy.
2: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to get a lot of dough, anything is possible. Me up in the Yeah. Grinding,
1: get a lot of dough and dirt through all the water, obstacles. Cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold. Stack that bread and vomit nose. Anything is possible. Yeah. Back once again. It's that unedited, random online banter that everyone has come to love on our podcast. I'm a pod star, not a doctor. It's your favorite swaggy shoulder surgeon, Cuff Daddy, and my co host,
0: The American Pharaoh.
1: You got to add some flair to your name. No, 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 no.
0: no. <laughs> I, I would actually think as you were rambling, I was actually thinking to myself, like, what do I want to say? And I'm like, no, uh-uh, that's him. That's his shtick. I just, I just come out because uh, I'm just the you other guy. Stay true. I'm stay true. Guy. I respect I'm it. True. I'm just the other guy. I respect it.
1: I love being on your show.
0: The show, bro.
1: no no it's your show i was talking to my pa about it today i was like oh i gotta i gotta go do my friend's show he's like i thought it's your guy's show like no it's sharif so sharif like really like he's the guy who comes out and he has like interesting things to say and 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 i'm just fucking around being an idiot the
0: hype man it's like i I like something you just said yeah in the back yeah
1: dude you can get a lot these hype men make a lot of money No, no joke and i was try. i was talking to somebody one day about maybe being the hype man this was years ago because oh I, like, I found out that somebody's hype man was making like a seven figure salary i was like dude i could totally do that
0: i can yell hey <laughs> yeah or whatever you what do you need me to say for a million I'll do it. that's it yo, yo. yeah <laughs> <laughs> i like, actually like that that's it so, yeah. so let me ask you this what's the line that you draw okay okay (laughs) so uh, well welcome to the pod and little john um no what is the what is the line you draw that i'm not gonna say that for a million dollars
1: oh i mean just i wouldn't want to get in trouble
0: well i mean obviously taking away the obvious like no racial slurs none of that stuff but um, like what is it like like if he says yell cheesy cocoa puffs after everything he says, you doing it?
1: Yeah, dog. That shit would be hot. Cheesy cocoa puffs. Cheesy <laughs> exactly. cocoa puffs. Cheesy cocoa puffs.
0: That's it. Che- you just in the background, like dudes, like yelling something, yeah. and you're just in the background, just repeat. That's cheesy it. cocoa
1: puffs. Cheesy cocoa puffs. Cheesy, cheesy cocoa. Right, I say puffs. we try
0: this out when I'm giving a, <laughs> when next time I'm giving a talk, and we're yeah. at the same meeting. I want you to come up on stage. And just, yeah, <laughs> cheesy Cocoa Puffs. As I just on repeat, no as I'm giving an academic talk.
1: There's a time and a place for everything, and, and no, no, that's no, no, just no, not gonna the time. You, I'm going to pay you.
0: What if I said for that five minute talk, I'm going to pay you 10 grand? Would you do it? Yeah. Or 10 grand? Five grand.
1: Yeah. One grand. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> that's not enough. After taxes, it's not much.
0: No, oh, there's no taxes. You, you oh, pay no taxes? taxes. Oh shit! I shouldn't mm. say that loud. <laughs> <laughs> you think uh, the IRS is listening to our bot? I'm like, man, I'm really entertained. What the fuck did he say? <laughs> oh,
2: I just, I just found the cold open right there. <laughs>
1: <laughs> they probably can do that shit, dude. They They probably, you know, have, like, why...
2: now, they probably have bots
0: that scour the internet. Listening for stuff like that
1: Yeah They tried to do it to Rappers in court A long time ago Remember like With like Tupac And Biggie They like took their lyrics And like used it against them In like the court of law
0: Well uh, And and they read it Like we did earlier In season one And you had to like Figure out what rap song it is And like You can take anything And just speak it Like you were doing that Slam poetry And It doesn't <laughs> even sound like The same song You're like What song does it? Yeah you know, Like Sounds like he wants to murder everybody. No. Yeah, I mean, we do cut people
1: open for a living and for fun. That's cool. <laughs> today, today, my my PA Damien like asked me some question and like I was kind of like being ADD at the moment. And I didn't hear, it, and I was like, "What?" I was like, "I don't know. I'm a pot star, not a doctor." And then I walked away.
0: <laughs> did, did I tell you? You know, it's funny to say that because. Um, So part of the Academy for us, for the orthopedic surgery, is like they're very proper. And, you know, when they put stuff on their Instagram, it's always like, you know, vetted and everything and everything makes sure that it makes sense and it's right. And it's, you know, that's good, which is great. So anyways, as a committee chair for the Academy, I posted something and I hashtagged it's uh, it said hashtag, I'm a podstar, not a doctor. And so my liaison for my committee calls me and she's like, what is this? And I'm like, oh, it's my podcast. And she's like, oh, okay, cool. I go, well, why do you ask? And she's like, well, somebody from like compliance and legal reached out and said, why is he saying he's not a doctor and he's a pod star? And I was like, no, 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 no. It's the name of our podcast. She's like, okay, cool.
1: Dude, that's like when keeping it real goes wrong.
0: Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, it's hard, right? It's funny because, like, before we were using Zoom uh, to do meetings. So you get really comfortable doing meetings and, and, and even interviews, right? And then, and then so you're doing, you know, we're on committee for America's Shoulder Elbow Society and you're talking about important things like budgets and meetings and stuff. And then now, like with you guys, where we just kind of let loose and we like totally just fuck around, it's hard when you go back and then, like, you know, I find myself, get a, I'm ready to do a meeting, a professional, and I have my hat on. I'm like, oh, oh I got to take my hat off. I got to take my, gotta, you know, I don't, don't want to have my hat on. I got my mic out. I had to put my mic down. because.
0: <laughs> so, like, yesterday I, I was on a Zoom, same kind of thing. I had a long day. I was in a suit all day and I got home. And so I just like threw a sweatshirt on. And you know, like a hoodie, and I'm like, oh shit, I got a call at eight thirty. So I get on this this call, and on this call, I'm, I'm on this uh, on on this advisory board for a new startup company, and one of them is a former president of the academy, the other one's a former president of you know the arthroscopy academy, and here I am in like, and they're both like shirt and tie, and I'm I'm logging on in like a sweatshirt with my hood up. I'm like, oh man. So I just like pretended it wasn't happening, and I just kind of like slowly pulled my hood down, and just kind of like propped my hand <laughs> underneath my chin, and that was it.
1: Yeah, dude. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to right. You got to definitely wear your different hat. I mean, we we all experience that, and that's that's my problem right now too. You know, after talking to Sully at the last episode, I'm like I was looking at some uh, AI renderings of of myself that i was playing with and they they made one (laughs) yeah i was doing ai renderings okay so they made one with like a a doctor orthopedic surgeon with like a sleeve of tattoos and i was like oh that looks so sick like i totally Mm -hmm. want to get a sleeve but i don't know what patients i don't know what patients would think Uh, you know i don't know doctors with tattoos Do you know a lot of doctors with tattoos
0: more than you know yeah and it's cool <laughs> I think it's cool shit. I just, you know, I mean, Bobby, how many tats do you got? You got a bunch. Uh, I've got 10.
1: I guess, you know, before I would be, you'd be scared about scaring like old ladies, like, you know, like these eight year olds, like, oh my God, why does he have tattoos? But you I know, feel like, I guess maybe if you grew up, and you're 60 right now maybe you think they're more tolerant of like tattoos on doctors i just i don't see that a lot but i'd love to get one
0: i got this <laughs> 85 year old lady that would come see me to, so i could inject her shoulder she's refusing a shoulder replacement i'm never getting one i said all right so just come every few months and i'll just inject you fine the first time i did it she like pulls her like sleeve out she's got a tattoo like of a heart on the back of her shoulder i'm like bro i'm like girl you're 85 <laughs> i'm like you got ink
2: <laughs> well, you know what though like i i totally get it because listening to sully last week it was the same thing for me like his story with his tattoos was kind of like mm-hmm. mine too It was like oh like i got a little one, one here a, a little one there whatever and then eventually i was like all right if i get this one like i got this big ass one here i got one here i'm like dude from a corporate standpoint like people still look at that shit like look down on it so I was yeah. like, if I'm doing this, I'm fully into into the creative world. <laughs> like, Dude, that's I, lo- I love so-
1: the tattoo right here, like right underneath the ulna.
2: Like that one right there? I do that. Yeah. Like that? That's yeah. cool. Yeah. I, um, well, that, and that was one thing where I was like, all right, I'm doing it. And most of them I could cover up before when I was in my sales jobs. But then, you know, they're not like crazy or anything, but I got like two on my hands. And so it's like little things like that, that people, I can't hide it, you know? Uh, but then when I got the nose ring, I was like, I definitely can't hide this shit. Anymore.
1: So. <laughs> Dude, I'm going to get a pod star tattoo, like right here in the middle, like Iron Man. And then I'm going to be like, and then you just see it don't like, right do that there.
0: Because when, when we stop doing this, you'll be like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, because they don't have a story and the tattoo will always be good because there's a story behind it. Um,
0: yeah, that's not that you're, you're very true. You're, that's very true. <laughs> no, that's great. I mean, I don't know. I think. I would say 10 years ago, I would tell you maybe it wasn't nearly as accepted as it is now. But now it's like, who cares, man? And you know what? I own my own business. You own your own business. No one's going to say shit. Well,
2: and there's, but there's also like a generational piece to it, too. Because you're right, like 10 years, that's right around when I got my first one. And at that time, it was like, because I'm a... Danny I think you are too like we're like elder millennials or whatever they they refer to it as and so like it was all the the gen xers and boomers that were like running shit and now that we're kind of older and more into like leadership positions and you know our age bracket that's come up more accepting of tattoos um, we're just older and now like the gen z's the whatever uh, all these other <laughs> younger kids like they don't give a shit and we don't care you know being where we're at too so i think it's only going to yeah. continue to trend that way like nobody dude, cares my, about the esthetics my- i'm gonna have a,
1: i'm all gonna right. get a sick tattoo i was playing with the ai generated art like making tattoos and it, it's i got dude i started doing it forever i got so addicted to making different drawings to tattoo on my arm
0: i bet you tattoo artists gonna be like now that these ai renderings are so cool and so elaborate, you're going to take it into a tattoo artist and be like, "You can go fuck yourself," because I'm not on that. I don't no, know,
1: dude. They probably could just trace it. Like they're they're, they're really good, dude. No, so they're amazing. Artists. But yeah. some
0: stuff is so elaborate. But oh, that Bobby, I'm going to ask you a question. You got a yeah. brother who's a doctor and a brother yeah. who's a physical therapist. Do either of them have tattoos?
2: Yes. So, um, go, yeah, my see? little brother, that's a, my little brother. That's a PT. Does not, but uh, my brother, that's a doctor, does, and so he's got. Where is it? Uh, he's got one up on his shoulder so you can't see it, but then he's got one on his wrist right here and it's pretty big. So like if he's wearing a polo or like roll his sleeves up or something, like it's, it's there. And I mean, he loves it. Nobody says anything to him. What is it? Um, that one, I believe it's his, uh, like wedding date and his wife's initials. I think that's, that's what that one is.
0: Well, see, that—that's the salvage. It's like it's like if somebody said it, being like, "Dude, it's for my wife." You're like, "Oh shit, nope." Cool, that's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> or you're like if somebody ever says something, because I think I said on the last show, the one I want to get is for my dad. So it's like if somebody says it, be yeah. like, "It's for my dead dad, dude." They'll be like, "Oh, cool, no problem."
2: <laughs> well, but like you guys are, you guys are ortho bros like isn't that like the most acceptable doctor to have just like full sleeves and shit all over For the sure. place For i sure. don't know Usually i'm not
1: one to stereotype post- i don't know
2: although i will <laughs> tell you this most most orthopods with the sleeve of tats are
0: like post-divorce or post-rehab so it's almost <laughs> like if you you gotta be you gotta be a little careful
1: I feel like there's 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 a lot there's definitely, like, a most likely specialty to have tattoos. So I would probably say, like, surgeon, but, like, real close with, like, an ER doctor. Like, I feel like ER doctors have tattoos. Are
0: they? Oh, no. I'm not going
2: to Who's the least likely? Because I think I got it. Dermatology. Wow. You think derm?
1: Yeah, dude. They're not going
0: to
2: mess
1: up their skin. They put, like, creams and stuff on it regularly. They're really shiny. You always could tell they're dermatologists because they're really shiny.
2: But they also like <laughs> know how to care for it more than anything too, because like my, my derm is awesome and she like told me all the, all the right shit to do for my tattoos and like my piercing and everything like that. Like she took care of me afterwards. I hope I should bad for your skin. I hope I should it.
1: your
0: nose.
2: <laughs> I don't wanna know. To heal your skin. <laughs> no, it's gotta be it's gotta be cardiology. Like that's for sure gotta be least likely. May
0: they probably have a heart attack during the getting it. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. No I know to do here get the AED no but you know what's funny is I, I, I often get questioned why I do things and I don't know about you but I I think many of us have it but I think I'm probably clinical but I have such OCD that I have to do things the same way every time or I feel like shit's gonna be bad so like one of the things i'll do is every time i go and see a patient like my first patient of the day i always walk in say hello blah 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 get consent you know sign their shoulder and then i always say all right i'm gonna go put my pajamas on every time every first case of every day that i operate and if i don't (laughs) like i remember i like walked out of a room once and i hadn't done it and i was like oh shit So I ran back to the room and pretended like I'd forgotten something. And then I was like, I'm going to go put my pajamas on. I was like, dodge that bullet. Do you have any quirks? (laughs) No,
1: that's like OCD superstition. I do. Am I superstitious? I mean, I kind of am like with regards to like when I'm doing surgeries, I like have to make sure like I I close with this or close with that or, or I did that step. So, you know, the same way every time. Um, I do knock on wood a lot, like when I'm talking to patients and and then I always talk to them about the like, complication rates and I'm like, yeah. And then I like kind of disclose like, well, I've had this many complications with this surgery and then, and then this and that. And then I go, well, I hope it doesn't happen again. And then I like knock on wood. So I do, I, I do do on that. My
0: head. I'll go, you know, that's, yeah. that's my wood. My yeah. I'll look for,
1: i find myself looking for something too. Like if I, if I can't find anything hard, I'm like, oh shit, like I'll move my chair to like to go hit the hard thing. And the patient's looking I'm like, what? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, so uh, as I said in a previous episode, I just started my own practice and I know you just recently switched, but so we're setting up our new practice and it's just about ready and we're opening up February 1st. And while we're doing this, like all the computers are brand new, all the screens are brand new. And so one of my MAs, she loves to touch the screen. And so she keeps touching the screen. I'm like, and, and I let her do it a few times. And then finally I was like, she's on her third computer and she's touching it. I'm like, stop touching the fucking screen. She's like, does that bother you? I'm like, I didn't realize it till I watched you touch like every screen. Stop touching <laughs> screen. Oh, she thought it was a touch screen? No, oh, no, she, it wasn't a touch screen, but I'm like, she's like, look right here on the screen. And she's tapping on it. I'm, I was like, ah, oh. <laughs> Finger smidges. I know. And it and it it really does nothing. It's just like my pet peevery. And I, I just are I don't you gonna know have why. Pictures
1: of yourself like in the clinic, like portraits, like walking around. So you look up like at Curlin Job Clinic when you walk around and you see like Frank Job and you're like, Oh, that's Frank Job. Like, are you gonna have pictures of yourself in your clinic, like a big pharaoh?
0: Yeah, I just commissioned Bobby to make me an AI rendering of myself as the American Pharaoh, and those will post on Instagram for voting to see which one will win. And then we're gonna have Bobby paint it left handed. And he's right-handed.
2: And then oh, that might
1: be kind of cool.
2: And then we're gonna put it up. <laughs> oh, here's Bobby. No, I. Uh, the real story. He's making that shit up. He actually called me and says, "Office." And uh, he wanted me to—he didn't want me to hand paint it. So I brought all my art supplies into the office. And he didn't tell me that he was gonna be pulling a, a nude pose on me, though. So I stepped in, and he was just like ready to go. Hey, I had a banana and naked? two grapes.
0: I had a banana and two grapes <laughs> and in my defense, <laughs> and I was fine. So all my good, all, all my goods were covered.
1: Dude, you should you should do like a like a David rendering where you're like naked in the painting, and you're like you're holding like the Striker seven saw like ju- like just enough where it, like. Yep. covers your your genitalia and then like in the other hand you have like a big staff and like you know that'd be that'd be pretty and actually, you have it like right in the front in the waiting room where patients check in
0: actually it's this it is that picture but it's the cast saw covering everything
2: <laughs> um. I'm gonna gonna let you guys know and for anybody (laughs) listening to this, within twenty-four hours I will have that picture hand drawn and it will be posted to Instagram for you. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, are you a painter? He's in everything. Uh, He's creative. No, it's I more drawing than painting. I do a little bit of painting, but not not much anymore. You see that line behind him?
0: You painted that. (laughs) (laughs) No? Let me see. That was like that was
2: like thirty bucks on Amazon. (laughs)
0: Oh, <laughs> but that's how much he, you, you can buy a Bobby Digital lion on Amazon. It's thirty bucks, yeah. but it's an original. He, yeah, but he brands it as a totally different name, but it's really by Bobby Digital.
2: <laughs> Hold on, I gotta find. I'll find something for you guys. Hold on, you guys keep recording. Do you know that he was this artsy fartsy? Who, oh, Bobby? Yeah
1: no man i learned something new about bobby every podcast
0: i swear to god bobby is the most interesting man in the world i mean there's that dude <laughs> dude that dude's in second bobby's number one because bobby will just drop some shit on you just like girl i mean he just found we just found out that he's like in a serbian tribe or something like that or
2: Ser- you know. tribe what was it Serbian, serbian dance, dance groove oh, <laughs> right, right, right. so
0: what uh but he's macedonian are the macedonians the same as the serbians
2: yeah, I mean, where my family's from, like the village that we're from, it's on the very northern part of Macedonia. So it's like right on the border between Macedonia and Serbia. So it's kind of the so same I, difference for where I'm from.
1: Okay. You're a villager. Yeah, basically. A, a pillager? Villager.
0: <laughs> Got it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> do, do I have an accent? <laughs> what? 'Cause like, you know, I'll be using Dragon at work, that that dictation software, and like it doesn't work well for me. And I was like, dude, am I do I stutter? Like do I have an accent? And then, you know, other people use it and it works just fine.
0: Oh, have you ever read some of yours? Like when you just ramble through it and then and you look back and you're like, the fuck did I just say? No, I no. Had, I had one that said and it was it was like a it was obviously a shoulder, but it was something like something about it was just like rambling on sentence and it said something about breasts and then something about chicken. And then it it was like, it was all over the the place. And then it ended with like feet. And I was like, I read the (laughs) sentence and I had to like finish the note and I just sent it out. And the case got, (laughs) the case was, um, was denied by insurance, obviously. And I'm like, why would they, everything's in the fucking note. And so I read the note. I was like, Oh, okay. Let me do an addendum. Let that's
1: weird when they, isn't that weird? I was thinking about that the other day, how like the insurance, like just denies stuff. Oh, and then,
2: no,
1: You're but it's weird though. Cause like, I feel like people, people don't know that this happens. Like, like they have insurance, they're paying for insurance and they need like care that's recommended by an orthopedic surgeon to help them with their problem. And then the insurance company will just say like, no. Or like not send them to therapy. So it's kind of like, well, what are they paying for if they don't get anything? Like they can't care. use it. Like who, like who is the one that's supposed to tell them like what to do if not the doctor?
0: Well, so far, and, and there's new laws being passed that AI cannot do it. Because presently, some of these companies were using AI that are looking for buzzwords. And with that, they're saying that the denial rates shot through the roof. So they're going to get rid of that if they haven't already. And so now, however, some of like we're doing orthopedics, you might have a cardiologist that's deciding whether you're getting that or not and has no idea what, I mean, I had somebody call me and say, or I called them, they don't call you, they're they're not going to call you, but I called and I went through everything and they said a word that was completely mispronounced. And I was like, yeah i go what kind of doctor are you they're like cardiologist i'm like why are you on the phone with me and they're like well i'm i'm the uh chief peer medical to peer? officer, peer the peer to yeah the peer-to-peer peer. i'm the chief medical officer of this insurance company i'm like well you suck at what you do because i'm telling you this patient needs it i've done everything up to the point that this is indicated and they're like well no we're we're denying it So I ended up, I mean, the headaches that it takes now to get somebody to surgery is absurd. And you're probably right. I mean, I don't think a lot of patients know that this stuff happens, but it's borderline criminal. And now there's like multiple places, like I think on LinkedIn, they've actually set up like an account where you can post all these denials and just like put insurance companies on front street.
1: Um, blast i mean the other thing that's crazy too it's like so you have insurance whatever insurance you have and then so i'm you know i operate at certain surgery centers and hospitals or whatever and you see people that maybe traveled far maybe they're not in your area or something and they want to come see you because you're the guy to do a shoulder placement or whatever right but then the insurance company says no that they can't have you do it and then basically like Cause I'm like not capitated at the place that they go to. So they completely like send and refer the patient to a totally other, like orthopedic group, like kind of closer to them, but it's kind of like, well, but they want you to do it. Like, why can't I just have the doctor that I want do it?
0: It, it, There's so many levels to this, like hospital credentialing. Like they want to go to this hospital and they're like, you do it at this hospital. You're like, I don't go to that hospital. I mean, patients don't understand that. Although there might be a hospital right down the street, I might not go to that hospital and not be privileged and credential that one. And so that's that's one thing. But I, I think the bigger issue personally is the insurance carrier. Imagine this. I'm looking at this screen, you're on the right side of my screen, on the left side, and Bobby's in the middle. Let's call Bobby the insurance carrier. You pay Bobby, right? And that's your insurance premium going to Bobby. You need insurance. I'm trying to <laughs> get through Bobby. To get to you because I'm going to use your insurance to do your surgery. He tells me I can't do it. He tells you you can't have it. He essentially is pushing both of us away while he pockets all the money. And then they say they're non for profit but then their bonuses are like in the millions. Sometimes 20, 30, 40 million for the CEO for that one year. And then yeah. they tell you that they're they're hemorrhaging money. Yeah, they're hemorrhaging money to the C-suite it's insane and then what is the best way an insurance company can make money do you know this not spending their money correct and where's the money
1: in a big
0: old in the stock market probably just growing and growing exactly so it's accruing interest so now they've implemented in many of these a two-week authorization for a surgery so you need to do a surgery and i'm like i'm ready to do the surgery I'm like you got to wait two weeks for authorization why? Because imagine the accrual of interest in two more weeks on every fucking penny they have. It's insane. and yet it, nobody it is crazy. Order.
1: It is crazy cuz you know I'm noticing it more now with like some fractures and like so the fra- patient will fall and break their bone and then they go to their primary doctor Then the primary doctor has to get an authorization to refer them to the orthopedic surgeon so that takes 2 weeks. So then now they're seeing me It's like oh it's 2 weeks out already start start we got to fix this right? It's going to be hard in the next in the next couple of weeks. Then you got to submit for the authorization for the insurance company when they say yeah and then you're like okay so now it's four weeks and then and that's if you actually have like a block time at a hospital you know with all the Uh because it's just so full and like oh actually no you can't get it for two weeks so now you're trying to fix a fracture six weeks out when all you you really had to do
0: all
1: you really had to do is just like go to me and then i'll put you on tomorrow at, at said whatever surgery center or, or place that I go to and then you get it done and then the insurance company just pays it because that's kind of what they're supposed to do.
0: Right. They're supposed that's to take the money, put it in a pile. And when I need it, give it back. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah.
2: And I don't it care sucks.
0: if you take all our money, make some interest on it. That's fine. But give it back to me when I deserve it.
1: Yeah. So hopefully, you know, I think, I think, I don't know if people know that, like, I'm not going to be the one to tell everybody, but, um, it I is, it is kind of crazy. I think definitely I think- need some, uh, reform in that, in that sector. It would be much easier to help people. Cause at the end of the day, we're just trying to help people, right? We're trying to help people fix their bones or their shoulders or whatever. I mean, I don't know if they, if they think that, like, doctors are just, like, trying to make a bunch of money. I mean, maybe there's some out there. But, I mean, who else isn't trying I mean, there's probably people in every industry just trying to make a bunch of money. But, you know, I'd say the vast majority of us are just trying to help people and use the skills that we learned to, like, do some cool shit and, like, make people happy.
0: Well, I, I think we can take this one step further. Who is the biggest lobby or one of the biggest lobbies in D.C.? Insurance. I don't know insurance companies yeah so you think laws are going to change
1: i think you know that's why a lot of the a lot of the doctors in the area are like going cash or out of network they're just like i was talking to some doctors a lot of them are just like tired of it and then so it's really kind of affecting patients because the ones that do have insurance like can't get in to see anybody because the ones that take insurance are so few now
0: and that's a huge thing because you know I trained in New York for a little bit and in the tri-state area there in New Jersey, New York and uh, Connecticut many don't take insurance but the only way that works is if the you you work as a unit as all those doctors do and so it's known in that tri-state area that none of them really take it now what does that mean to a patient? To a patient it means they come into the office they're asked to pay, for services rendered, but they can then turn around and give that information from their office note and for surgery back to their insurance. Their insurance will cut them back a check. And then that check goes to the surgeon and pays off the stuff that they paid out of pocket. So even though they're out of network, the only people that are actually affected by it is the insurance carriers. And they're actually paying the surgeons an appropriate amount that's what it is so it's just it's kind of like a misnomer everyone's like well we don't take insurance you're not really paying out of pocket and you're going to just pay fee for service now there are some that will say you pay me you go figure it out with your insurance company and more often than not the insurance will give you some money back but you know it's it's set up in a way that is ridiculous that if, if i go to eat there should not be an intermediary between me and eating and the food coming out to my table right But yet in this particular case, there is for healthcare. It's wild.
2: So I got, I got two things, two things to chime in on with that. Number one, I've been called a lot of things in my life, but I've never been more offended than you using me as the (laughs) middleman insurance example right now. (laughs) You're just
0: on the screen in the middle. Relax.
2: Ah, listen, I understand. (laughs) Um, no, I have extremely strong feelings about this too, because, um, it's something that kind of goes under the radar with a lot of these conversations, um, especially because it is so political. Like you said, there's lobbyists everywhere and all that. But uh, for me, when I started my business, I started as a side business while I was working full time sales jobs. Obviously, full time sales job kind of supp- had my income and then insurance, and then I was supplementing that with income for my business. Once that started to flip and I wanted to go full time in my business, I couldn't justify the cost of private insurance on the open marketplace. And I couldn't do that for years. So I didn't go full time in my business for probably three years after I wanted to just because of how exorbitant the cost of the premiums were. Mm -hmm. And so that's I just looked it up because I couldn't remember the exact number, but 30 percent of small business owners have zero health insurance because they can't afford it. And it's like this bottleneck for people who want to start their own businesses or want to do anything independently. Um, and they can't take care of themselves or their family with this kind of stuff. So it's this huge like risk factor when trying to better your life if you want to do that. So like, there's so many issues with the way that it's structured.
0: And it's even worse than that. So I, I'm a small business owner now. So I have seven employees. And when I was setting up my... Uh, benefits. I said, I'm going to get them great insurance because, you know, the last thing I want my my old insurance, for me and my family, at $14,000 deductible. So, at what point do I actually hit that number, or am I just keeping insurance for catastrophic issues? That's, but I'm paying a high number yep. for premiums. So, I think to myself, you know, I'm an employer now. I'm going to get them good insurance. So, I get them good insurance. And they look at the price and they're like, holy shit, this is expensive. So I had to back out one of the PPOs and put an HMO in because some of them wanted mm-hmm. to spend less. And they're younger and they're healthier and they're like, I'm probably not going to use it. So I'm damned if I don't get them good insurance and I'm damned mm-hmm. if I get them really good insurance. You know, it, it's like. Yeah. It, it, it isn't that crazy?
1: Like, why is there different kinds? Exactly. <laughs> why why can't it? there just be one kind? <laughs> And there's so many kinds. That's a problem, too. And like, yeah, most people don't understand how insurance even works. Dude, I know. It's crazy. Like, why? There should just be one kind. And then if you get sick, they pay and they pay all the doctors like a good amount. And it's the same. And everyone happy. I'll give you an example.
0: (laughs) So You got a guy that is in Vegas at your table doing magic in front of you. And you're like, wow, that was really cool. And you ask him how he did it you've no idea he's not going to tell you. That's insurance. It's so complicated <laughs> and it's like a fucking magic show that they make it that you're like you're not you're going to be like I want to know how you did that, but they're I want to know how the sausage is made. Neither of you guys eat sausage, but I want to know how it's made, but they're never going to tell you. And so it's so complex and so convoluted that you just accept it for what it is. That's it.
2: You know, that's that's such a good analogy, because, like, when I watch magicians do shit, I'm like, all right, I understand the concept of right. sleight of hand or how you do this, but I'm staring at it. I'm like, I still don't know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> that's insurance. You, you, yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> you hand them the card when you go to the doctor
0: and they go, ooh, that's a cool card. They copy it. They scan it. They put it in your chart. and They're like, it doesn't do anything, though. Cheers. Here it is back. And and that's the magic show. It's like you pay all this money, it, it disappears before your eyes and you can't get it back when you need it. Insurance. Wild. Dude, that's true though. It's it's
1: fucking crazy. It's it's crazy. It's just like it's just like car insurance. We got to get an insurance guy on the show. <laughs> it's just like car insurance though, right? Like you drive so safe And then you get in a little accident and then they raise your rates because you like used it. And it's like, well, isn't that what it's for? Like, why do I have to pay more now? I got punished. I got punished for using the product that I pay for, for what it's for.
0: So (laughs) I had insurance on four cars last year. I sold a really nice car. I did not replace it. And my insurance is more expensive than it was a year ago with one less car. And no tickets, no crashes, knock on wood, you know. But how does that work? And then I talked to my guy, and he's like, Yeah, everybody hates me this time of year because all the prices went up. I'm like, Why the fuck did the prices go up? I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> it's insane. Why do you hate me? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 this is a, I could. I could talk all night about this and all it's going to do is just raise my blood pressure because it's just like nothing will change. Nothing will change. There will never be the opportunity for reform to to essentially level set this problem. There won't be.
1: Yeah, but you can't – I mean you still – like I'm still – like my kids want to be doctors and I, we still need doctors. But the problem is is like how do you like motivate the youth to try to like go to this school and do all this crazy training and to try to help people. And then the people that – they're just trying to make a living that it's – the people that pay them are trying to make it hard for them just to make a living
0: and actually do the thing that they went to school to do. Kid walks out and you're, you're now – you're 42. Now you're 62. Kid walks out. He's sleeved up, necked, hat. He's the guy that you see in the ER as you're having a massive heart attack. Are you cool with that? Yeah, if he knows his shit. But he's tatted <laughs> up. It's not professional. So, there it is. I'm good, I'm good it, with the it tattoos. It doesn't matter. Tattoos <laughs> are a form of expression. Who cares? If but who's paying for this?
1: Professional. You pay out of pocket? Do I have good insurance? What's the scenario? Like, <laughs> no, you have
0: no have- insurance. Insurance doesn't exist in 20 years. You're paying oh, a and there's
1: here. a guy with a sleeve tattoo shirt.
0: Yeah, but the good news I don't is, know. you were selling cheesy cocoa puffs during my talk, and you, <laughs> you've taken that money, invested well, so now you can afford your care. <laughs> but,
2: well, here's the thing: like, I, I talk bad. to people about this all the time. Like, professionalism is so fucking made up. Uh, totally, it, it does not make sense to me. So, like, I was a suit and tie guy for years and years, and like every day I'm looking at, it, I'm like. Who decided that these like fucking dangly things from your neck are like the professional thing? Totally. When I've seen so many dudes that like just look like trash in a suit and tie and they look way better in something else. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'd much rather talk to that guy in jeans and a t shirt that looks comfortable than this dude swimming in a suit and like wiggling around. You gotta get it fitted.
1: You gotta get it tailored. You gotta get it tailored. You gotta
2: gotta get a nice fitted suit. Yeah, but then you know the problem but like breaking point for me. Cause like, then it's a whole nother, this is, I'm just going to rant like crazy to all the listeners, this insurance and, and suit and tie rant and conversation is like, has gone on for about three hours now and we're going to cut it down <laughs> to about 20 minutes. So, uh, <laughs> but like I, one of the reasons I stopped doing it and I was looking for other jobs where I could dress down a little bit is when I had kids because like, I was, at that time, I was a farmer rep, right? So I was doing well, but not, you know, crazy well. And I had kids, more expenses, everything. And one expense I didn't have was, like, my dry-cleaning bills were through the roof. Because i get home from work, and i pick up a kid, and you got, you know, you get kid stuff all over you. You know? And I was dry-cleaning my shit three times as much. And it gets expensive. I was like, why Bougie. can't I just show up? Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think... I think, like, there's a funny, the funny part about that is, uh, so besides tats and professionalism and blah, 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 it's like my hair. So I've always had short hair. And during COVID, it it grew, it grew, it grew. And then finally, I was like, it's getting long. All right, I'm going to put it up in a bun. And then COVID ended. I went back to work. People were like, holy shit, when did your hair get so long? I'm like, I don't know, during the lockdown, whatever. But at that point, I kind of felt it out, like, what are people going to think people going to say? Not that I cared because I, I, I kind of liked it and I would go in and it was funny how many women would like touch my hair and go, Oh my God, it's so curly. It's like, and then like people would come in, but like, Oh, I like your hair when it's up or people would be like, Oh, I like it when it's down and it's curly." It's like, so all of a sudden I realized like nobody gives a shit. As long as I do a good <laughs> job at what I do, nobody gives a shit. I could
1: all get right, a dude, I'm cat. getting fucking tattooed. I'm getting tattooed on my forearm. Albert Lynn has a face tat, and he's fine. <laughs> I was disappointed when I found out that it was a freckle, man. I was, I, I, thought he was, so, he was such a hard ass. Like this whole time, I was like, dude, that dude's a thug, and like, I really wanted to meet him.
2: I mean, I still, I still love him, but hey, I was just babe.
1: like, dude, that guy's a thug.
2: In uh, in May at Shoulder Three Hundred and Sixty, are we all going to to a tattoo shop in Miami and getting matching tats? Is that what we're doing?
0: No, no, no. Ooh. I'm going to go to L.A. or Vegas and go. I'm going to Sully's guy. Oh yeah. So we'll, we'll make a we'll we'll make a road trip and do a, sh- a show from L.A. or Vegas, and then get tats.
2: <laughs> all right, right, right. right. since so It's just the three of us. When I'm leaving this thing, we're keeping it simple. We're keeping it fun. All right. We're going to go to the uh, Old Faithful. I'm just going to do a quick three would-you-rathers for you guys. We're going to have some oh, fun with perfect. it. All
0: right. All right, let's do it. Would you rather.
2: You know I love these. Uh, they're, they're great discussion starters. So, first one. Would you rather adopt a British accent every time you're having a serious conversation or laugh every time someone cries?
1: Mm. British accent. British accent. Hello. No. Is it that one? Hello. <laughs> Hello, governor. <laughs> no, I mean... Hello. I would like to present my talk today uh, on shoulder, reverse shoulder arthroplasty.
0: <laughs> you know what's funny about that? So, I had this resident. He's, he's an in attending He's actually in this area, and he's he's great. I saw him yesterday. And he's just one of my favorite people. When he was my resident, we had this, like, video and we, we made. And he's like, I'll narrate it. I'm like, cool. So... I, we, we put the video all together and he ends up like sending me the wave file and I, I put it and it's a, the whole thing's in a British accent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that guy. Who is it?
0: Uh, his name is Michael Masseroni. He's one of my favorite humans. And so yeah. if you go to my Media or my YouTube. It's the one about the coracoid tip fracture that we fixed arthroscopically. So go listen. That's Michael doing his British accent and he's like the correct it's 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 so good no but going back to the question it's uh, yeah I mean if somebody's crying I can't laugh I mean regardless I mean no
2: let me let me add a little something to it Danny for for an extra 2500 when you jump on stage to hype up Sharif will you say cheesy coca puffs in an English accent
0: let's hear it
1: Cheesy Cocoa Puffs. (laughs) Oh, yeah, dude. I do that shit for like 30 extra dollars.
0: (laughs) Fired. Fired. I'll give you 60. i give you a deal. Honestly, that was better
2: than I thought it was going to (laughs) be. Cheesy
0: Cocoa Puffs. All
2: right. All right. Second one. Um, Tying in to conversations from before. Would you rather get a face tattoo of something of your choosing or... Get a tattoo in a discreet area of something chosen by someone else.
0: Oh, if somebody's choosing it, they're going to fuck you over and no chance. And I mean, it'd be like a cock and balls on like something. It's like, no, I don't want that. So I'm going to get (laughs) that that I pick.
1: Yeah, I definitely get a tattoo in my face. I would just go teardrop all the way.
0: You go teardrop?
1: (laughs) Yeah, really right here.
0: (laughs) Just like. Just like Dude, Albert Lynn. You got Lynn. a beard up right there with that white hat right now, you would be Albert Lynn, the Mexican Albert Lynn. That's right.
1: <laughs> people will be
0: scared they wouldn't fuck with me. They'd be like, "Dude, that, are you at UPMC, bro?" You're like, "No, man.
2: I'm the jail doctor at USC." <laughs> oh shit. If you guys if you guys hear any tapping over here, that's me just typing in uh, the title for this episode. It's going to be the Mexican Albert Lynn. Oh, my God. And that's what we're
1: ruling <laughs> with. No. I don't know. Okay, maybe. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Uh, All
2: right. Shit. All right. Yeah. Uh, last one. We're going we're gonna to keep this one short and sweet tonight. Uh, would you rather have the, a head the size of a tennis ball <laughs> or, or the size of a watermelon?
1: Oh, I'll I shoot. mean, I know somebody with a, head, a really, really tiny head, and it looks funny, but I... He's not bad.
0: It's like an olive <laughs> on a toothpick. Uh, yeah. I would do the giant head.
1: Really? You could get. It'd look like head. NBA Jam, like
0: yeah. big head all the time. Think about the, <laughs> the cool hats you could get. Like, think about this. You wear hats. If you had a tennis ball head, every hat you would put on would just like engulf your whole head. You would hate no, it. No, you
1: just wear tiny hats for little people, like no, baby I mean, hats.
0: It's a tennis ball. Even babies' heads are too big like bigger than that. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't even get like a baby hat. <laughs> do you, know, do so. you guys ever
2: see do you ever see in in like I think it was Let's like make an early nineties
0: of a tennis ball head and a
2: watermelon <laughs> <head. laughs> No, in the early nineties there was a Super Mario movie with John Leguizamo. Do you guys see that?
1: No, I saw the new one though.
2: The new yeah, one. I, I don't I like I the new one, remember but the old one. There was an old one. And I'm trying. I'm finding a picture for you guys. Here we go. Um, there were the Goombas. Um, oh, the yeah. Mario. The Goombas. In that movie, they had these super tiny heads, like exactly like that. That's all I'm thinking about with this.
0: I want Your memory is incredible. Head. Think about how many tattoos you could get on your watermelon head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're. Uh, I don't know. That's a big head.
2: That's a whole canvas for your artist, bro. This is what Danny would look like with a tennis ball size head. Oh, it's loaded. Hold on. There it is.
0: Oh my God. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. That is terrifying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that would be cool. That would be cute. I can't seeing
2: like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, but I, you know you're talking about the hats, have you guys seen these, um, I'm trying to think of what this oh, company is, I'm looking it up for. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I know what you're Have you seen these talk. giant hats? Like, yes, they're hilarious. <laughs> it was right there.
2: I, like my daughter, one of her classmates, wears one of these every day to school, and it cracks me up. <laughs> this little 10-year-old wearing this enormous hat, he's swimming in it. fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I want one of those. Oh my gosh. We're, all right, we're getting custom, pod star, giant hats for everybody. I'm in. <laughs> yes. Need to Visit the website, guys. I'm a poser, not a doctor.com <laughs> six fifty each. That's six hundred fifty. Uh, twenty nine ninety nine shipping. We got you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Got it. Twenty nine ninety nine. But what really? These are like one hundred twenty bucks. Those are sick.
2: They're they're expensive as hell. They're, I mean, they're huge. Like oh, no joke. Dan, Danny could take a bath in one of them. They're huge. <laughs>
0: It looks like a Jesus main, like in the manger. It's like he could have been in a giant hat like that, <laughs> eight <laughs> pounds, six out baby Jesus. <laughs> no, I could. I, I'm getting a face tat of my choosing on my watermelon head for sure, for sure. All
1: right, guys, you heard it first. We're getting face tats. That's what it is. It is what it was. Uh, Thanks for tuning in today to our episode of I'm a pot star, not a doctor. It's your boy, Cuff Daddy, signing out.
0: Thanks Thanks. for joining us tonight, even though it was just the three of us bullshitting all night. But we did hit some very important topics about hatred for insurance. But more importantly, (laughs) the excitement of tattoos and giant hats. Join us next week wherever you find your podcasts and find us on everywhere that you find your socials. And I'm a pod star, not a doctor.
2: And thanks, Bobby digital. Bye. Trying to get a lot of dough. Anything is possible. Show me up an Yeah, grind to
1: get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles, 'cause anything is possible. Yeah. Oh man, ass, I got a lot of gold, stack that bread and vomit nose, anything is possible. Yeah, yeah, Trying to get a lot of dough and dirt through all the obstacles, 'cause
0: anything is possible. Right. Hey. Yeah. Oh man, I got a lot of gold, stack that bread and vomit.
2: The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any entities they represent.